0: There, back here. The same space was available. Yeah? Yeah. So it sounds funny to start and stop. I mean, where did I stop? (laughs) And now I'm going to start? (laughs) What else was going on in there? (laughs) I would say the same thing was continuing going on. Between the seeming starts and stops. (laughs) And like, it's hard, why are we, I'm going to shift to another topic. (laughs) It was basically the same that I always talk about, just in a different frame. Yeah. See, it's like this Ramana Maharshi statement I really like, which is to know God is to be God. Yeah. No in the mental interpretation to know God is to be a knower of God Yeah. then the knowing of God is determined by you the knower, then God in a sense and I don't believe in a God, whatever, but using that thing you see, as soon as you are the knower of God, you're the bigger God Yeah. but he's skipping that whole thing he says to know God is to be God Yeah. much different than to know God, to, to become a knower of God. Yeah. For you to be a knower of God, God has to be unknowing. <laughs> you, have not, you cannot be having an access of God if you take yourself to be a knower of it. <laughs> because what God is, in a sense, is a negation of you. Yeah. Your seeming relevance or seeming independence or separateness is immediately, instantaneously, instantaneously disputed by the presence of God. <laughs> <laughs> I know God. At that exact moment, you don't. (laughs) You know you as a God. (laughs) You know the you as the God. (laughs) And the God had... The you as a God has many gods, but they're all weaker than the big God (laughs) of you or self. (laughs) See, inherently... On that one level, we're an absence. Yeah. This is absent of anything. Yeah. It's not a thing in and of itself. You know, there's not a living, self-existing thing. It's facilitating something, yes? But by our constant maintaining a, a mental presence, which is the obsession, identification of self, we cause seemingly can't have it actually happen but we seemingly cause the presence to seem to be absent and in this absence we can call it a lot of things god this that this you know usually masters that are dead you know so there's no threat (laughs) (laughs) so you're the master of the dead masters (laughs) (laughs) but when the presence of god becomes obvious in this space what's extremely obvious is your absence <laughs> you're inherently absent the best you can become is a seeming presence yeah and that can only seem to be present in time you can't become present in ter- uh, timelessly it can only it can only appear through a process if the process isn't developed and maintained, the presence of that absence won't be presented yet, won't be projected. It's so easy when there's a surrender and then in, in the sense that you're not this, then you are everything. Yeah. When you're this, maybe you want to become everything, but you want to become everything as this. That's not being everything. That's hell in a sense. That's like a fucking slavery. The trying to become something. Yeah? This is about seeing what you're not and then being all that you are. So the presence that you feel in the room, let's say with the we, it gets magnified, but the presence is the exact presence you feel when you walk to the bathroom and you sit down out there or you get to the car... Or there's a thought about having a peanut butter sandwich, or like that. There's an overriding presence that is your true state. That doesn't need to be reinforced. It doesn't need to be maintained. It doesn't need to be emphasized. It doesn't need to be inferred or assumed or implied. It just needs to be entertained, yeah? And your mind has an incredible capacity to entertain, as you well know. You can entertain the length of your pants, thinking they may be too short, they're not touching the top of your shoes, and go on and on about, does everyone see me? My legs are too short. I don't know, for hours. Yeah. You can entertain what's not happening and produce an effect right now. And yet how can you pr- produce an effect from something that's not happening? It can't produce an effect that's not happening. But your thinking about it produces an effect. Yeah? And all those effects are basically used as an act, of, it's an act of affirming what you're not and a passive denying of what you are. Yeah? So you don't even know you're actually in a mental act of denial of what you are. You're just totally thinking you're affirming yourself all day. But in fact, the real dilemma is that it's being used to deny what you actually are. Now, how can you use this false affirmation to seek its own negation? Just negate it by realizing it's not so. How may that happen? Start entertaining the possibility. Just like the sl- the shenanigans and the shit you're in now, started by you entertaining a possibility. Hey, this could go bad. <laughs> now it's eight months later, and it's really freaking bad. Do you think that person who? Who kidnapped those three women and had her in the cellar in Cleveland for three years? Do you think the first thought that that when it began, that little petri dish of possibility, was that he was going to kidnap three women and keep them in a cellar for ten years? He probably just wanted to get laid, let's say, and he was trying to pick up some girl and seeing what could happen. And then that foot got in the door, and then perversity grew. Yeah, through what? Through entertaining. The seed was there, but without his entertaining it, it wouldn't have gone that far. He wasn't—he wouldn't have left the one. He probably, if something came over him and he let her out, it may never have gone that path. But the door was open. He did this one thing and get another and that another. And he probably was the last person to believe that this had happened, that it had gotten carried that far. Yeah, that's through entertaining use that possibility it's either producing hell or it can allow you to travel later it's the same energy it's what what task it's put to what vehicle and you have a role to play there is no effect from what's not happening without your belief that it's going to happen there's no effect it can't It's it's not there it can't produce a thing It's what's here produces the effect by being obsessed about what's there, which is not so, only because it's involving you. So let's go to the root of the system of self-centeredness. Self, are you that which the whole system is centered around? Are you tired of its effects? This constant lazy Susan of effects from this system that's surrounding you as the central planet, Paul, will question the planethood. Maybe in this solar system, you've been placed as a position of sun. Maybe the most you're doing is being a moon that's reflecting the light of the sun. Yeah? Maybe all the light that you're taking to be your presence is a pale reflection of the true presence. Maybe, maybe that light, as it was moving through, this undifferentiated light, with a still sense of undifferentiation, when it got broken through into differentiation, there was a mental idea that, that hasted it that claimed it, yeah? I am the one who's conscious. I am the one. I am the one. And then consciousness was forgotten. And it's become an attribute we may have or not have. So many of us are trying to become more conscious because we believe we're less conscious. <laughs> Instead of realizing all there is is consciousness. There's no more or less of it. All there is, is consciousness. Yeah? But from after the heist has occurred then that which is becomes that's the, that which could be, or was, or may be. Yeah? All these insane, impossible options become possible. This is how simple it is? When you were a kid, like I was sharing just earlier, when I was, wherever I was, that's where I was, because I hadn't thought I could be anywhere else yet. If that thought hadn't taken hold of the apparatus when I was two and three and I wasn't looking for meditation retreats I wasn't looking for practices to be here now I was so here now there was no noticing of being here now I was engaged with what being here now was going on Yeah, it wasn't an idea, it was a living event yeah? and now, now we've gone so far that we're buying tons of books about how to get into the moment you know, have you read one of them completely? probably not you know, you rode to the next edition, how to really, really get into the moment. And then the turbocharged, how to really, really, really get in the moment. It's going against the impossibility. You can't be out of a moment. You are the moment. Without you, this is not happening. <laughs> so we're trying to get into what we can't be out of, which is totally insanity. It's just totally insane. How did it get so topsy-turvy? That we're spending so much time trying to get in when we can't be out. You know what it's like to be realizing you can't be out of it? That's the experience of being out of it. The experience of being out of uh, being out of what's self? Out of self is realizing you couldn't be in it. Being in the moment, the experience of being home in the moment is realizing you can't be out of it. That's the experience of it. The, the, the experience of constantly being in the moment is based on the idea that's made sense that you can't be out of the moment yeah. that it isn't, a tr- it isn't a possibility that it could go either way Yeah, that's what mind-selfing wants to do it wants to say either or, yes or no it's a dualistic construct the absolute principle of what is doesn't play that game rest there it'll bring a leavening agent to your life yeah like someone I was doing a talk and the, the guy was asking me uh, are you afraid of sharks and I said not now because I'm on land <laughs> it's so freaking simple it's blue, as, it's blue red is red there's no confusion not now but then he goes well if you were in water would you be afraid? I may be, I don't know let me, let me see until I get in the water and I may be afraid but now no you know what I mean? I have knowledge that sharks don't go on land. So, I'm a, very clear that it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Why is it like that? Like, clearly, very clearly, you see blue is blue and red is red. Spending your time, and then the idea of being in self is a lie. Yeah. And that, and how, it's like a predator selfing. But this predator has you differently than predators in the jungle. A predator in the jungle, you usually see it ripping the throat of the prey. Right? It's very easy. That was the predator. That's the prey. In this case, the predator has you by moving away. The selfing has you by trying to get out of self. The biggest unseen form of being in self here is getting, trying to get out of self. It's the biggest one. The biggest heist is the heist that you don't see. And that is, you're trying to get out of self all freaking day, and basically, that day you're in self, seemingly. Yeah? Why would you have such a need to get out of it unless you believed you were in it? And it was very uncomfortable and irritable and restless, yeah? It makes sense to want to get out of it. But the best way out of it is realizing you were never in it. There's never been a you that was shopping addictively. There's just been shopping addictively. The feeling of being a you is produced by the self in claiming the shopping addictively and saying, you're the one that's doing it. And then it can riff on guilt and shame, and then it gets all conflicting, and it has an ability to bond you. Because you shouldn't be the one who's shoplifting. You shouldn't be that way. And therefore, that way is unacceptable, and you're bound to it. And now you're in the slavery of trying to get out of what you were never in. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. All you need is one example. You can expand on it. There's, it's not. It, this is not randomly, uh, chaotically going on. The, the occupation and the influence of selfing is patterned. You can recognize it. Yeah. It's like tying a string to a mouse. You will follow it back to its hole. Yeah. You see its expressions and will lead you back to the tree. And then when you realize the tree you've been sitting under is only producing bad fruit, get up and sit under another tree. And how do you get up and sit under another tree, you start entertaining the possibility that I'm not rooted under this one tree. This is not, I am not the tree. This is a foreign installment. I'm, I'm sick and tired of its effects. And I'm sick and tired of claiming them to be mine. And I'm totally exhausted. And maybe the whole system will collapse and a new day will begin. For me, I think surrender is pretty cool. Yeah. Now you give a possibility. Let's say you hear a message. Hey, maybe you're not that. Just maybe. Yeah. Forget about enlightenment and all like that. All you want is to feel an ease and comfort now. You don't want fucking enlightenment. You wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. It's like that old joke Ramana Mahash, I mean Ramesh M- Bhaskar used to say. You're in a spiritual group like this and you say, all right... Who wants? Who who wants a million dollars or enlightenment? When they say everyone hand for enlightenment, and she says, "I take the million dollars, at least I'll be there to enjoy it." Yeah? <laughs> 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 the sense of me will be there to enjoy the million enlightenment. There ain't going to be that sense of me. <laughs> There'll be the sense, but it won't be me. That's the whole point. The sense will still be produced. Yeah. At least the advertising for it. It won't really produce the sense anymore, but the advertising, the pointing, will still continue. Your mental process will still be pointing that there's someone there. It'll be assuming it, inferring it, implying it. But the whole thing is, it's the mind that makes the leap. The, The pointing cannot make it so. It can only hope for the mind to take it to be so. And then the mind does the rest. Yeah? And you are that aspect of mind... And you can wake up to that situation. And, and for me, the waking up is sort of, the, the sense of it here is like a pause. Yeah, There's a pause. Very powerful reverberation. It could be seen as a moment in time, but it's not time. It's eternal. Yeah? And in that pause is what you really are. That is the first true response to conscious contact. There's always a pause, which is what you are. You are the awareness of the conscious contact, yeah? And then very quickly, the mental process arises and calls you a you, yeah? And most of us start from there. We start, let's say, at the third square, yeah? Let's say the first square is awareness or the zero square, then the first square is consciousness, then the second square is conscious contact, and then the third square is me, yeah? Most of us start at the me, and for that me to be relevant and to give meaning to the whole game board, it has to forget the fr- prior three squares. Either claim them, co-opt them, or forget them. Yeah, Because with them relevant, you would see your irrelevance. Yeah, This thing could not appear as you if what you are would be available. Yeah, Which it is, but we're not accessing it. So we start at square three, and even at the point, we'll try to use square, an aspect of, let's say, square two, or what's one? One, which is the consciousness, and we'll try to use the consciousness, yeah, to find ourselves. Yeah. But ourselves is at square zero. The awareness of being conscious. Yeah. And the awareness gets triggered every moment, because every moment we're alive, there's conscious contact and you can be aware of the conscious contact. And that awareness has no face, it's not a thing, it's not a noun, its sense of presence is a pause. It's like a pregnant, infinite pause. That's mine in yours original face. Yeah. In recovery, in AA, we use the word pause a lot. I'll tell you something. If you had a life, if you had your life in a, in a linear story, and you had a genie, the thingy thing, the three things you should wish for are three pauses. If you could drop three pauses in your life, your whole life would look different. If you could have paused before you said yes at the altar, maybe, or if you could have paused before you shot that person, or if you could have paused before you put that first needle in your arm, things could have gone a whole different way. The power of a pause is earth-shattering. Because it's not of this place. That's what you are. You are that pause. Yet we immediately jump over that, or actually forget it, and we go right into the mental processes production of a self. And now it's expressing itself through us, and we're incredibly devoted to it, we're enslaved to it, because we call every one of its expressions our expressions. Yeah? How, can that, that, how can that not be an act of identification as self? If a, if a system of thought and interpretation called self was expressing through this apparatus and there was a voice claiming to be you, claiming all those expressions as yours, I would say that's the act of being identified as self. Mm-hmm. Yeah? To me, that's the root of the problem. That's the primary addiction. It spawns all the other addictions. Every other addiction is trying to get relief from the first addiction. Yeah? And because the first addiction, you can't get relief from me. I shot a lot of coke, you know, a lot of cocaine. And I'll tell you, I never reached like cocaine Satori where I did a shot and I realized that was the last shot and I thanked the goddess of cocaine and for my realization, I gave all my coke away and I was forever satiated and happy. No addiction ever culminates. Yeah? Because it's a pale reflection of needing to get relief from the first one. If you get a relief from the first one, I bet you you'll get relief from a lot of other addictions. I'll tell you that. Because in my experience, I haven't had a thought about drinking or using for 20-something years. It doesn't exist for me, like it says in the book. The problem doesn't exist for me. That's a damn good solution. That the problem has no existence, and the only way it can seem to be that way, because it's based on truth, the problem actually does have no existence. The highest level it can reach is seemingly. Yeah? Just like it says in the program. A lot of people miss this statement. They'll say, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. It doesn't say that. It says a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Seemingly, if you look at the definition, means it appears to be true or false to you. You have a huge role. You have a huge role in hell and you have a huge role in heaven. It's going to be appearing true or false to you. Yeah? so that's why that's, if, there was, if it was a hopeless state of mind and body then the logic of keep getting, getting loaded was an incredibly fucking good logic because there was going to be no relief so I'm going to get the relief I can no matter what the consequences and that's what I was driven by the alcoholic of my type I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to be uncomfortable now anything I would do fucking anything to get out of my skin Yet I could never get out of my sleep. You can't transcend an imaginary place. It's impossible. You can't get out of something you're not in. It's impossible. And to realize that, it takes absolutely no time to get out of what you've never been in. It's not a process. It's not a product of a process. It's, it's just an aspect of mind, ready to go, basically. If it can just have certain things to entertain, I I have total faith in it. If I didn't believe this was possible for anyone in this room right now, I would be doing a disservice sharing it. I'd be painting houses and surfing back at home. Seriously. I have confidence and faith in mind. Because this is how it happened with me. I was at a meeting similar to this, a lot less people. I think the person who was given the talk was probably a lot nicer than I was. And, stuff. and I didn't even hear much of what she said, but something, something was triggering, yeah. And it got to a point I heard another person and it was like an unspoken yes. And that's been the, the reverberation ever since. And I can honestly say this became the last answer. And I, my mind's just been entertaining it now for years. Yeah. And there's no end in sight, you know. So my mind's not getting up to a lot of other shenanigans because it's entertaining this. <laughs> so because this doesn't blink or gulp or take a break or doesn't look away, you know, max you stare by stare. So if you're honoring it, it's gonna be available to honor. Yeah. It's truly reliable. Truly a place to rest. And when your mind leaves the failed system, that agitation, sort of like, you know what the mind's like? It's like selfing. You're trying to go to a motel and you buy one of those 25-cent massage beds, which is all you do is move around. That's what it's like. Agitation is trying to find relief. But even if it finds relief, it's going to agitate on it. Yeah? Look at it. When you try and find any peace, what, it, what do you do? Your mind fucking goes off on it. Will it be here tomorrow? What did I do to get this? Why did I do more? more, (laughs) Peace, peace, please, peace. You know what I mean? Instead of just welcoming it and letting it go, because there'll be joy. Other things will come. Clarity, whatever. You'll have a lot of mental winds blowing through. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Some will linger, but no one—they never stay home. Their, their, their nature is movement, yeah. And in all that movement, they're incessantly movement, and that's the greatest stillness. That's what mind is like. Mind is totally in motion. There's no noun to be found. It's just verbing. Being is just being incessantly. Yet in that incessant being, there's an incredibly deep place to rest it's like the it's like the culmination of both extremes incessant incessant movement equals incredible stillness it's like the yin to the extreme turns into the yang the yang to the extreme turns into the yin that's what it's like so i find if you know everyone here has a path probably tons of paths you've been on a lot of them probably going to be on another one, maybe on one now. This isn't a path, in my view, it's not a path to illumination, but it illuminates whatever path you're on. Yeah. In other words, you become the light that's brought to the path. You're not looking blindly on the path to find some light. You're the light that is brought to the path. Yeah. You may play a game with yourself and say you found it, but it was yours all along. Yeah. You know, so it's a there. It's an illuminating factor. Therefore, whatever I'm doing, that possibility for it to illuminate is available. Yeah. And I just entertained it. I heard people share, and uh, and like I said, I was doing workshops in AA, and I had my ideas of what I thought self meant and resentments and all these meant. And then I got a huge. Uh, unabridged version of those meetings, totally revised dictionary just downloading and I saw the basic thing I could say is that it's a foreign installment or a parasitical movement but it definitely has nothing to do with us whatsoever and that because of that that it's not us then the possibility of being free from it is available but most of us have been leaving trying to be free as it. Which is a form of slavery to me. It uses that feeling of wanting to be free, and it changes it into its another way of using to be bound. You know, it will take advantage of anything it comes in contact. With. It doesn't have any respect for nobility or tradition or ancient religious truths. It doesn't give a damn about any of it. has one drive and that is to have a life and you're the you're the possibility or this possibility it's trying to take advantage of. It just want to just have a life, it wants to have a life as a self, as a long lasting, independent, separate entity, and to live to be special and right in a lot of ways. Yeah. For that to happen it has to believe in separation. For you to be unique in its way, you have to be in a world of separation where you can compare and, and judge and measure, and so on and so forth so soon you give yourself name and form, and then you give everything else name and form, and then it's like giving John Coltrane a, an idea at a jazz shop hey John, riff on separation and it just starts riffing that's what your mind's doing right now the reality of this moment is an entertaining of the mind riffing on separation <laughs> that's what it's doing it's riffing on it We're all in the same orchestra, thinking we're special and different and right. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? I think it will get better. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know this time it's gonna work. <laughs> I haven't tried hard enough. So one of the greatest one of the greatest statements of AA is you'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful statement of raw mind. At first we're working with Conceptual mind, conditional mind, so you gotta do and have and try to get a little better, feel self esteem, yeah, because it seems to be too much of a leap from that to that, yeah. But then your mind shifts a little bit, now quantum things are happening where the problem doesn't exist for you anymore, you know, it just happened. No thought effort on your part, you've ceased fighting everyone in anything. This isn't about you got a girlfriend. This isn't about you got a parking lot in front of the meeting. This is like quantum shift in in effects, yeah? Yeah? The mind is just shifting, that's all. And the possibilities are growing and its ability to entertain is expanding. And so things that you thought were impossible now become obvious and probable that the problem doesn't exist for you. How many people underneath that tyranny of alcoholism, we should all get out on our freaking knees and be so grateful for the relief or for what's absent in our life. Because you remember that hell? Remember that hell? You get invited to your best friend's wedding and all you're trying to figure out is when can I shoot up in the bathroom? All those hells, constantly. On and on and on. Enslaved, prostituting yourself left and right. All that. All of that, the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. Isn't that fucking glorious? What brought that about? Your efforts? I don't believe so. I haven't, in a sense, done a step in a long time, the written stuff, yet the joy is still available every day. So, obviously, in a sense, it wasn't the steps. Steps just diminish the mental condition that was like a five-cent paper shade that was blocking me from the sunlight of the Spirit. Yeah. But what happens if, if I recognize I'm not in the position in that fucking mental room that a shade, a mental shade, could block me off from the sunlight of the Spirit? That I'm on the side of the light. I'm still seeing the shade. I can look into the room, but the light the shade cannot block me off from the light anymore. Yeah? Just like if you were in this position and you wanted to get some sun, then the, the clouds would have an ability to affect you. They could come in the way of you and the sun and block you from the light. Yes, What would happen if you were on the side of the sun? You'd still see the clouds, but from this perspective, they have no ability to block you from the light. That's exactly why it's not Your mind recalibrates, and it leaves a, a, a locatable position in time and space with a historical story. You, where so many things can block you from what you need, and the thing we supposedly truly need the most is light. Yeah, yeah, and therefore a five-foot-cent paper shade can block you off from the infinite power of the light. Can you imagine that? And if you look at it, you'll see your little mental selfing hand is what's holding the shade down. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you are. And suddenly you entertain, hey, I'm not that. I'm not a one that's doing that or is responsible for that or because he did bad things is causing that to be that way. Yeah, I don't know what where I am, but I'm not here. And therefore you may find yourself out there on the side of the light. Seeing the shade, seeing this, seeing the clouds, but they have no effect now to stop you from the light. Because you are the light. Yeah? Now that's reliable. You watch your head go, you don't go with your head. You say, Oh I went I was crazy yesterday. I was good today. No you weren't. Your mind ran this way. You followed it because you thought it was you, and then you it got its flag was placed there. Your mind coagulated around it, had a story. Oh, I was there. I was totally fucking crazy yesterday. <laughs> then I took a nap and I took a bath. I've been feeling so serene. You were neither. You were neither this nor that. You're the seeing of it, you're the awareness of it. Someone says selfie, and they say, they get a little bit of what selfing. And so and then they call me up and they go, I've been selfing all day. That's, that's not it. The selfing, you saw the selfing, but it worked its work. Monday, you made the leap. Your mind made the leap and now you're the one that's been doing it or it's being done to. That's the selfing. Being the product or the doer. Either being done to or doing. That's the feeling of being a self. You can have an ego. The ego isn't what it is. It's the feeling of the one who has the ego. That's the sense of self. The feeling that you have an ego. And then you do all this work and now you feel you don't have an ego. But there's still the one that has or doesn't have the ego. That's the bondage of self. That's the bondage of the one who thinks he's not free or the one who thinks he's free. There's still the sense of being a one who thinks he's free or not free. That's the bondage of self. It can use freedom to bond to the idea of being self. As soon as it's claimed, it's being used to bond the mind to an idea of being the one who has the freedom or the one who doesn't have the freedom. Yeah? It's not the freedom. Forget about freedom. See if you are that. Are you the owner and the haver? And maybe when you're free of that, that will be the real freedom you've been looking for. It's freedom from. Not freedom for or as or by, but freedom from. Yeah? We went over it d- yesterday, the day before. It isn't bondage to herself, like a chair. If I was handcuffed to this chair, yeah? Handcuffed to this chair. It doesn't say that in the book of AA. It says, Please relieve us of the bondage of self. So there's a different quality to it. It's an activity that our mind's participating in. The activity assumes, reinforces, implies, uh, infers, refers back to a you. And the mind conveniently leaps back there, takes the position of being a long lasting, independent, separate entity, and then a lot of shit happens. A lot of things occur. Yeah? Like that like that water running. Running water will have leaves on it and twigs, and it's being taken down the thing. You plop a rock in it, it creates a current. So now some water goes around the rock, and some of the twigs that the, and the leaves that the water was carrying start going around the rock. They get caught by the rock like a sticky angle. Now the leaf and the twig stops moving, and then more twigs and leaves hit that, and they get coagulated. After a while, you've got some stagnant water around this fucking rock. Now, being from the view of the rock, we're bitching about why life is fucking with us. But if you just took the rock out, the water would just go down its merry way with all the twigs and leaves. You would see life is happening. Instead of seeing from a point of view called self-centeredness, life's happening to me. When you see life's happening to me, that's a form of looking called self-centeredness. When you see, life is happening. When you're looking, life is happening to me. When you're seeing, life is happening. Yeah? It's the same event. One has has a, like an, a cover over it, and it turns, it turns the seeing into a form of looking. Yeah? Like St. Francis says, what you're looking for is what's looking. Such a beautiful statement. He doesn't say what you're looking for is who's looking. He says what you're looking for is what is looking. That's the same what that you're looking for or looking from is what you're looking for. Yeah, seeing life's happening, looking life's happening to me. That's ha- that's what occurs. Yeah. I'm stoked by it. I love the fucking news. To me, this is truly a gospel, good news. Yeah, because you're going to travel here. Time is going to have a damn influence on this experience. Yeah, and basically, there's two basic. Phases you can be somewhat in, either heavy or light. Yeah? You can either travel heavy here, or you can be traveling lighter. Yeah? I like the traveling lighter better. It grows on you. It may not be so uh, special and exciting and dramatic, but great. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm totally willing to buy, you know, forego all of that. I much, I just love the contentment. Yeah, I love the piece and you know what I love I hated when I was a junkie kissing people's ass to get what I needed I hated it after a while I'd prostitute I'd have to hear a coke dealer's whole life story for the eighth time just waiting to have him get that bin of coke and sell it to me and they'd play you like they had no audience you'd be that wrapped audience because they knew they had what you wanted and oh yes, that must have been great when you were 12 you know, let's move this quickly on I, need to yeah. I had a strong, such a distaste when I got sober never wanting to do that never wanting to be in a like a prostituted dependent position Yeah, and in fact this, this last answer is the most liberating quality I ever ran into because you are what you're relying on it's prior to your breath it's part of it before you thinking you're sitting down. You are already here. This is just an afterthought, like a whisper smoke yeah. in the presence that's always available at all times. Like a little whisper smoke. Yeah. Like a trail behind a plane. Yet we're the space of the sky. Jesus entertain a little of that see how it will download in today saturday 2013 whatever it is or is it sunday Who hell knows? <laughs> yeah this is where it is where the rubber meets the road this is an incredibly practical entertainment it's dog shit awareness it's it it's like i said the other day you know you have a peak experience like a huge experience and yet, it seems to fade, and then that experience is used to beat the hell out of you because you're not there anymore. What would happen is, like they used to, they had this huge bank heist once where they had all these dealings, billions and billions of transactions, and they stole like a one eighth of a cent from each one. So when they, when you looked at a transaction, you didn't see anything was missing. It was such a small thing, but when you trillions and trillions of re, uh, deals were put together, it made a huge amount of money. That's what this is like. You're traveling lighter all day in every basic moment of the day. Not changing the geography of your life, but traveling lighter, whatever the geography is going to be. Yes? As this little seeming action figure. Lighter, lighter, lighter. Skimmed off every time. Can you imagine if you had it, if you saw, if you could weigh the effects of that in time, how richer that would be? how importantly valuable that would be, that likeness in all those predicaments and all those relationships and all those incidents and all those encounters that there was a likeness added. of